everybody out there. Have you had your Have you had your vaccinations yet? Are you gearing up to get back to the pub and get blind drunk with all your friends? There's nothing going down like that here. The Japanese are a bit paranoid about this vaccination with only 17% of them having faith in it. So nothing's happening here at the moment. So what I've done is I went up to Tokyo this past week and I interviewed my friend, Eric. Now, this is the first podcast that I've had an interview with someone and that's what this podcast was built for, to interview interesting people who are doing interesting things in Japan. Now, I've not, we've not had a chance to do that because of the corona, but this is the first time I've got to do it. Now, I went up and I met my friend and she inspired and frightened me in equal measure. So much so that I, I went out and I, uh, I bought some crypto for my daughter for her birthday because I've been told not to miss this boat. So that's what I've done. Now, Elizabeth, she's got her own YouTube channel, which I'll link down in the descriptions later. But you should give her a follow, watch some of her videos. This woman has got her finger on the pulse. She gives some really good advice. Now, we don't touch on much of that in the podcast that we've got coming up for you. But we do talk about how she got here. We do talk about how she got here, why she's here, why she's staying here, and why she loves Tokyo. You know, I've been out of form with this long-form conversation. I've not done it in a very long time. And I think if I'd have had a lesser guest on, it wouldn't have been as good because Elizabeth really hits it out of the park. Now, because there's a lack of studio space where we can go and record, I was gonna to go to a karaoke box and record it there, but they were all closed down. So what we did, well, we found ourselves a very quiet part of a coffee shop outside on the terrace. We waited for the planes to stop flying over on their approach to Haneda because they were flying straight above us for about an hour before we were talking, before I started recording. And once that calmed down, I just pressed record and let it go. But you can still hear Tokyo in the background because we were very close to Shinagawa Station. But it all adds to the ambience and the backdrop of the interview. You can tell that we're in a big, bustling city. So, sit back, listen to my interesting friend, I'll throw in a few questions. She hits it out of the park. Enjoy. This podcast, like I said to you before, this podcast, I started it because I wanted to interview the British sailing team when they came through. Mm -hmm. And I was going to give myself six months to get learn how to do it with the editing and stuff like that. And then Corona hit and everything got cancelled. And then I thought, okay, we'll ride it out. 2021, Tokyo 2021, there'll be loads of tourists to interview, this, that and the other, they're not coming anymore. So, what I've decided to do now is, I'll start with the people that I know that I've met in Tokyo and around Japan who are foreigners, and they're just passing through concept war. Everybody has got a completely different story on how to get here. Now, yeah, because I can't, and I'm thinking back of like what I... The people who listen to this podcast know 
that with me, I, were, I was in Bul I was driving around Bulgaria in November, December, having a terrible time in 2004. Um, and I decided, ah, fuck this. And I was on the Black Sea and I were in a, a beat up car, but it was the best car on the road in Eastern Europe. And on the 23rd morning, early morning, 23rd of December, I drove across Bulgaria, I dropped into Greece, I got a boat from Greece, went up the Adriatic to Italy, drove across Italy, France, and I got home on Boxing Day, the 26th. Walked in the door, I can't stand Eastern Europe. And then I sat down and the tsunami in Thailand. Oh, I remember. Within minutes of sitting down, I thought, right, I'm going there. And I was on the beach in PP in January cleaning up I did the, I did about a month cleaning up I met an Australian I were going to India he said go to Japan you'll make money there and you can carry on travelling that's why I'm here now uh. 15 years later so that's my story so what I'm wanting to do now because everything's changed with the Olympics is to find out people why they ended up here now you've made a life as crypto I can say that yeah. Yeah. How did? But how long have you been here, and how did you get here? Okay. That's the story. I mean, you can tell me as much as you want or as little as you want. Just everybody's story. You need is that. You need that part for the. For everybody. The, yeah. yeah. Everybody's story is different, isn't it? Yeah. Everybody's story. Is so different. where were you before you decided to come here? I was in LA. Doing. Um, I was working. Actually, I had a company that I yeah. sold. I was in Portland at that time, and I sold a company to a gentleman who lived in Manhattan Beach, which is the South Bay of LA. Yeah. And so I kind of went down as the uh, part of the contract of the sale. So at that time, living in Los Angeles, I was happy to be back in California. Just for <laughs> weather? Just <laughs> for many things. Yeah. The way people think. And What uh, year was that? It was uh, 1999 is when I moved and So uh, that was after the riots then, yeah? Yeah, yeah. That was 93, were it? It was, uh, well, I was in L.A. when we had the 9-11. Right, okay. Yeah, but um, that was, it was after the riots took place and that was a bad, that the, was a bad With 9-11, the shockwaves were felt right across the country all that? even in LA yeah well I lived really close to the airport and I can remember the armed guards uh, you know in, on, in LA yeah, yeah in LA on the street oh. uh, on the on-ramps of coming into LAX yeah was it, that the Blackwater the Blackwater Blackwater you remember you remember George W. Bush's he had that private security firm Blackwater it's oh, uh, Betsy yeah. DeVos's brother right runs it but I don't think it had anything to do with that. It's just that after 9-11 occurred, there was just so much fear as to yeah. what exactly was going on because everybody was so um, in shock and yeah. frightened and, and uh, nobody really knew what we were if to were, expect. If there were any more yeah. planes coming in. Yeah. So anyway, I, lo I enjoyed L.A. and I really enjoyed um, living at the beach because that's yeah. that's super nice. and. Manhattan Beach is one of those really nice beach communities. Not dangerous? No, not... No gang problem? No, no, no. See, that's all you see on TV, is the gang problem in LA. But you can cross over Sepulveda and go just a few <laughs> miles down and run into some really rough 
neighborhoods, so it's not like you're totally immune from it, but um, Manhattan Beach itself is pretty safe. I, yeah. was, I was 20 the first time I went to LA. I hitchhiked from Canada down to LA, and I told the man, drop me on Sunset Boulevard, and uh, he dropped me by the Chinese theater at three yeah. o'clock in the morning. Jesus fucking Christ, in 1991. Yeah. Frightening. Yeah. Frightening. Yeah. Well, I had my share of, of scares there, yeah. yeah, with guns and shootings. I, I did, yeah. So you've seen all that. See, that yeah. is foreign to a I was in a, a car on, uh, in Cres on Crescent Heights, which is um, near Hollywood. Yeah. And it was around midnight, and there were young kids aged 13, 14, 15, uh, walking across the intersection and that group of kids decided to shoot across the hood of the car at Just another group of kids <laughs> it was a, it was a, it was a you know gang shooting and um and they were only kids just kids yeah they were young 13 14 15 and uh, so you know you you just are like oh my god he's shooting he's shooting he's shooting yeah, and right. and you uh, hit the floor but then when the light turns green, you, you floor gun for it. it. Yeah, 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 you gun it. And then um, soon after, the helicopters arrived, yeah. and there was, you know, police everywhere. And, uh, yeah, that, that literally the, the shot from the gun was just out the window maybe 10 feet. And then went right across the top of the hood of the car. Was this at night? Then, is it? This is at night. But I had a situation at the beach too, where there was a shooting in El Segundo, and same. Um, I couldn't get out of the parking lot. They had, they had, they had a shooting. Yeah. And I was actually what I'd done. I pulled into the parking lot because I wanted to talk on the phone. Yeah. So I was talking on the phone, and all of a sudden I realized, what the heck is going on? Here come the police. Yeah. And they blocked off the exit and entrance into the parking lot and they were dealing with these kids who again kids with the gangs yeah. and there was a shooting and I'm like oh my god I can't get out of here so, so somebody being killed I don't know because finally I got yeah, out yeah. all I could think of is how can I get out of this yeah. air you know this parking lot as quick as I can get out it was a uh, scary and then I had a third situation and the third situation was really unnerving. So I'm in, I'm in um, El Porto is now part of Manhattan Beach, but I was in a Bank of America or Wells Fargo. I was in a Wells Fargo bank, and they were on the second floor. And I of the bank of the bank that was on the second floor, and so you had to take an elevator to the, you know, the banking window. Yeah. And so I had done my business in the bank, got back in the elevator, went down, and when the doors of the elevator opened, there was a gun in my face, pointed right at me. Really? Yeah. And it was the banking security. And they told me that was protocol, because they had money, and they were delivering, you know, they were yeah, moving yeah, yeah. cash. Uh, like, it wasn't a Brinks, but it was like a Brinks. So there was no robbery going on? No, just it's, it was their protocol. He explained, he said, oh, I'm really sorry. It's our, it's our, it's our, it's, that's the policy. Just in case they are getting ambushed when the door opens. So I thought to myself, wow. That's, that's, 
house. It was terrible. And that's the policy that the... That's the policy that the bank had. That was one of the scariest things yeah. I've ever and, encountered. And out of the three, that was the, that was the scariest one. That was the scariest one, and it was being done by the... that's the legal one. Yeah, that's the legal that's one. That's the legal one. <laughs> you see, all, all this stuff is foreign to a Brit because we don't have guns. The police yeah. don't even have guns. That was one of the things when I moved to Japan. I was so thankful that I was coming to a country that didn't have yeah. guns as part of the culture. But yeah. the thing I worry about is raising my kids here it's too safe so when they go out in the world they're going to get they're not prepared they're going to get fucked over I think mm. they're not going to be streetwise you don't get streetwise here because you leave your phone on the table when you go order your Starbucks yeah. you leave your backpack on the floor yeah. and you know you can't, you can't do that anyway. if you have a backpack that's that's sitting by itself in the United States there's there's a <laughs> a cute to pinch you. <laughs> well, they, they, you're you're trained as a as a um, citizen yeah. to report, and when you do report that, they evacuate the building, and the bomb, uh, cr the, the bomb, bomb squad. squad arrives, yeah. and they either blow up the bag or you know. They See, that, <laughs> that's just your government getting everybody paranoid. I think. Yeah, we, we, well, were, we were the same when the IRA were bombing mm. England. Right, they when you see a package us, yeah. or a bag or something like that. We, we had maybe 20 years where it was okay, and then the, mud, the Muslims started getting the bad press. So now it's back to normal. Yeah. It's back to normal. Yeah, I think with the, ga the gas, the sarin gas attack they had, yeah. it took out a lot of garbage cans around the city yeah. here for... Yeah. Well, they're coming back slowly. There's a few you can find on the platforms now. In Zushi, it's all clear. Yeah, it's so all clear, see, you so you can see it. There. Yeah, but you know, it's still pretty difficult to find a garbage can so anywhere. Did you kick about in Los Angeles for ten years, twelve years? No, I was in uh, LA just for uh, about almost three years. You know, right. it, but I returned back to California, so yeah. I'm originally from the Bay Area. So right. that was like coming back, even though there's a big difference between the South Bay and, and the North Bay Area. It's still California is California. I like the mindset in California. I feel like a Californian. So you were saying that your dad's gone to Arizona now? Yeah. Red State? Is it red now? Uh, or is it I don't blue? know if they went blue or not. I'm not sure. Is, is there a different way of thinking there? Well, it, there's a lot of retirement, uh, retirees in Arizona, so you do have a little bit of... Um, Zero tax there, Oh, no, they have a state tax. It's it's Portland, or, or I mean, Oregon doesn't have a state tax. In California, it's 14%. Yeah, California is pretty... They, they have a well they're bankrupt yeah. they're, they're in big trouble because Gavin Newsom has run that place into the ground yeah. now hasn't he? <laughs> I don't think he's well loved he's lost a lot of residents who could afford to move out they're there's been a flight out of California yeah. down mostly I, it's interesting to see you know where they're going Austin yeah, yeah. Austin. you know yeah 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 I've been following it yeah everybody's going to Austin Texas they've, they've got because there's zero state tax there so they're all flying out there, and apparently it's a really nice town. Yeah, Austin has been, a, I think it's a college town, and and the weather's not bad, and yeah. you know, it's, yeah. But Gavin Newsom, he, he closed down all the restaurants, but kept his winery open, didn't he? Wow. And then he said, you can't, you can't go into restaurants, and then he went to a restaurant to have a meeting, he said, we're outside, fucking chandelier above his head. Uh, where's, that, where's that chandelier hanging from? Yeah. 
but the, the, it's so hypocritical. Double, double standards, yeah. 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 So anyway, when I came to Tokyo, it was pretty much experimental based on someone I'd met in LA and I wanted to give it a try and I never even thought in a million years I would end up in Asia. But Asia was very blurry to me. I didn't really understand the dynamics. Uh, it was just kind of, well, I really didn't understand at all. Now that I'm here, yeah. I understand there's just a huge difference between all of the countries, not only in, through language, but yeah. culturally and everything else about it. So I had to find a way to make a living here. And what I did is because I was a long-term eBayer, I found that Bringing goods from Japan in the way of vintage goods, either from Showa, Taisho, Meiji era. That's right, that's what you were doing when I first Yeah, I'm still doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't think. Still on eBay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I ever will stop that. I mean, I love it. That's a a pure hobby passion that I have never lost my enjoyment of you know I really love it so in doing that you have to when you sell those period items that are that are collectibles um, you have to really do your research on the history yeah yeah. so I did a lot of and then and then I fell in love with the culture that way and where where were you living when you first came Tamachi which is in Minato-ku yeah yeah Yeah. that's something you have an optiline yeah, Yamanote line. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, I've always been living in the city. Always in Tokyo. Yeah, in in the center of the city. But yeah. Because you'd spent so much time at the beach and you lived in the Bay Area, didn't you want to go live by the beach in Japan? No, I think as as a as a young person, I always dreamed of living in a big city. I wanted to live. I wanted to go to New York. Yeah. I always thought New York would would be the place to go. Did you never get that? Oh, I've been a million times, not a million times, but never lived there, yeah. Yeah. And I did a lot of business in New York, and I I went also with, you know, for pleasure with family and friends, and um, I love New York. Well, I did. I, um, it's got its problems now since we are in the new, new life that we're all living. The crime has spiked there in the last few years because of the corona. Yeah, I just think the the small businesses are really under a lot of pressure because they've not been allowed to reopen. Uh, yeah. yeah, at least Tokyo. That you know, we've had some restriction in hours, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at least they have been able to keep the businesses open. But there is there were the three prefectures: Saitama, Chiba, and Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, Kanagawa. Kanagawa mm. that have had a lockdown. But it's not really been a lockdown. Everybody does as they're told here, don't they? No, and you know, people ask me in the United States, do people wear masks? And I said, yeah, 100%. Everybody, like as in 100%. It's not 99.9, it's 100%. And it's not mandate, it's not forced. Everybody does it as in a, I mean, everybody wants to do it that way. And look at the numbers have been so much lower than the United States or England. So I don't understand the, um, I just don't understand the people who don't subscribe to that. Per, per head, I think the UK, we, we lost the most. Have per, you? Per thousand. Per capita, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah there's loads. Uh, 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 somebody I knew from 30 years ago died on Saturday. 
Uh, they were a bit of an arse. Yeah. I still, I still knew him, but like I said, 62 did take care of himself. Yeah, he got into a high risk. Yeah, uh, he, well, he got he got himself into high risk. Mm. You know, he, he, he did it, he, he, big drinker, mm. big drinker carrying a bit of extra weight. But yeah, I mean, when when I first came to this city, loved it. Mm. But then after five years, it were getting on my nerves. Oh uh, well, yeah, I think either you're a city person or you're not. I really believe that. Yeah, and and I think that um, some people. I have a good good friend. She. She likes to come visit, but she prefers to live out in uh, the not Gifu area, but she lives out in Kiryu, which is the, uh, near Guma. Guma. Yeah. So she's in the middle, isn't she's she? She's in really country. She's totally Inaka. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'd like that. No, you have the you have the you're in the. Everybody wants to yeah. live where you live. But you, this, I've got everything like what. You telling everybody to get into the crypto and stuff. I'm like, get to the beach. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the same. Yeah. Because you've got the beach, you've got the mountains, you've got all these roads to go cycling on with views. Mm. You don't even feel like you're cycling because you just look into your left or to your right and the sea's there or the mountains there. Yeah. So you don't feel like you're doing exercise. It's like it's like you're cheating. Yeah, and you know, when I go there and I see people actually outside wearing because california right yeah, so yeah. we are wearing uh what we used to call flip-flops yeah, yeah. and so i see the flip-flop culture yeah. in, in chigasaki and yeah. and uh zushi and yeah. all up and down all the way to kamakura and all the way right to hiratsuka yeah oh actually all the way down to shizuoka it's all the, it's all it's all flip-flop I, i've cycled that whole bit to go to the in-laws house and they're all the same yeah they're yeah. all the same yeah so I go down there and I feel like, oh, okay, I'm I'm back in California again. So, but this is the thing. Why why would you want to, when you when you're getting ready for your retirement, would mm. you not want to move down there rather than, or would it be Hawaii? Well, I think I, it it's still even though you do overcome a lot of the language barrier, it still is easier to to maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm. It's a toss-up. Yeah. I might stay, but if I were to go back to the United States, I'd love to go to Hawaii, and I can do it. I mean, you know, it's. I don't have to go to Waikiki. I can go to the Big Island. Yeah, I was talking yeah. to Duncan today, and I was thinking six months, six months. Oh yeah, if you if you could maintain two places, but actually, why do you even have to maintain nowadays? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You have the Airbnbs, or you have a uh, uh, short-term rentals, and you've got you know the hotels here. Have you seen they're doing their 30-day plans? So, what, you can 30-day go, plans at the hotels. You can stay in a hotel for 30. Like, like at, at fully serviced. Yeah. Um, depending on where you stay. Twelve hundred dollars a month. I'm talking U.S. dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To fifteen hundred dollars for, for hotels. Yeah, for the hotels. So why? Wow. It's, it doesn't make sense to even maintain a place. Because you, you, you even just living here, because you don't have to pay key money. No, no, you don't have to buy furniture. You could just and then move around the city as Digi and when. I, I, I think being a digital nomad is, yeah. there's a lot to it. When you get older, you don't maybe necessarily want to move so often, yeah. but 
if you had two places that you'd love to do, like if I came here, it would be definitely uh, seasonal. Yeah. Like I love winters here. Oh, you don't. I love the blue skies. I love the, I love the no rain. Um, the cold weather is okay. There's a lot of sun. Yeah. I don't want the humidity. I, I would come in. I would come here after the rainy season finished, and then I'd leave in November, and I'd go to Thailand from November round to May, June time. When you go to Thailand, are you thinking? Do you do a beach or do you do up north where Chiang Mai? I did it all. Well, I did, with the kid, with Jean, I went there by myself with Jean for the first week, and we went up to Chiang Mai. Yeah. And did some trekking. I took him to meet the old tribes and the elephants, temples, and then we came down, and we we had to shower <laughs> when the girls turned up so we, we did a beach in the south which is what um, my wife and daughter wanted to do but me and Jean were elbow deep in mud and dirt and shit for a week and it was fantastic mm. he loved it he yeah. took to it like a duck to water but I love anything like that the adventure stuff Jean is like let's do it Sophia's like oh, I want to sit on the beach with my mum and get my hair braided bye so we do that, they do that. That worked out good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I want to try Chiang Mai just because I have a lot of friends, a lot of digital home nomads that are... Um, I've been twice now. Live, ...that are living half the time there and half the time in Tokyo. You look, the, and if you don't like the humidity, it's great up there. It's, we it's, were, it's high enough that you don't have that really bad humidity, right? Yeah, we were there in December. Through the day, it's mm -hmm. nice. It's like... Uh, it's like an early May here, uh, and at nice. night you probably you could wear shorts, but you put some up on, uh -huh. and it's it's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. That's and what you're I'm not told. you're not going to bed sweating. Yeah. You might have to put an extra blanket on, but and then we went up to Pai, which is all these hair hairpin bends, and then there's a little village called Pai, and it's beautiful. I didn't get there the first time, but I went the second time, loved it. Mm. Me and Jean, I had this motorbike and just left in the morning came back at night yeah I think that would probably suit me really well I'm a beach person though too yeah. I, I really love I love the ocean but then if you, you, you're in Chiang Mai you, you can you can hop over the border into Vietnam and then mm -hmm. Hanoi's just there drop down the coast to Da Nang that's a beach resort uh -huh. And you, you've got you, you've got Wi-Fi. You can go anywhere. Yeah. You just fly to Da Nang if you're on the beach, and then you two weeks. All right, I'll go back to Chiang Mai. Yeah. You you're gonna be able to do that. Yeah, I think it sounds easy, but there's a lot of advantage. I mean, I, there's a lot of parts of Tokyo that I really love, which would I wouldn't want to totally give it up because of the food is really fabulous, yeah. and it's a very crypto friendly government yeah. um, and so the crypto uh, opportunities are really really good here and that'll only continue to get better but if you were in a country that wasn't crypto friendly could you not have the freedom that you have here well if you're in Southeast it, Asia? not like if you go to India for example you can't really you could trade on a peer-to-peer -peer basis so the, the Indians no are, they have, I would have thought there would be a world leaders in it well they loved it at the time in the beginning when they could participate but right yeah. now the government doesn't allow participation is it because they're participating and they're not letting anybody else do it? I think it's definitely they feel threatened that 
you know, they want to control their own sovereign yeah. currency, and I think they feel it's a threat to their um, control. So anyway, yeah, I, I, but I'm really thankful that Japan is forward-thinking in that way. How long have you been here now? Almost 20 years. 20 years. Hmm. And what, what do you, what, what kept you here? Safety. Yeah. Easy transportation. Medical system. Yeah, gee, because I mean it's a shit show in America for that. Isn't it? The medical. It's terrible. Uh, food. Yeah. Uh, convenience. See, I see this. I see the city as convenient. Yeah. I don't see it as being. And I love the vibrancy, you know. I love Shibuya. It yeah. has a heartbeat that just is going so hard, so fast. Yeah. And it never stops. No. It never stops. No. People say New York doesn't sleep. No, no, no. People, yeah. you haven't been to Shibuya <laughs> yet. Yeah, yeah. You know. So I love the energy of the city here, and I I like the fact that it's such a polite yeah. society. Now. Without sounding sexist, mm. as a woman, you would be able to walk around the, the. I mean, there's no dangerous places really in Tokyo, and not have a care in the world. I don't. Or is there still I don't the have here? a. No, I mean, I go out at night alone, sometimes on my bicycle, or walking, and I never ever think no. that. No, I never have a, any fear at all. And what you, you see, and this is the reverse thing of what Sophia's going to experience because uh, you knew you know to be careful I, in, I know, in America, right? And I know I would be careful in the UK, and the women I know would be careful in the UK. She's got the opposite. She's going to be going to these foreign countries with this, and she's going to get into trouble. I think if she doesn't. Yeah, because you have to kind of experience those things, right? Yeah. You can't be told and be street smart. You have to go through it. Learn it. Yeah. This is this is why I'm I'm I've introduced the difficult stuff with the jujitsu and the martial arts that they do because it's easier to live, isn't it? It's easy once you know how to do it. It's easy. There's no struggle. So I've had to introduce the struggle with the martial arts, and hopefully. Send her to school for a year over there. Well, that's what I'm thinking of doing. Uh, I, I mean, think, it's kind of, it's a little bit it, cruel. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> but <laughs> this is an awful thing to say, but when my dad finally shuffles off, that house is going to have to be refurbished. Mm. And I was thinking it might take six months to do, but just move the family over there en masse get them into the local school which is okay but there's still some kids there that they'd have to learn you know and then hopefully that'll give them the base yeah so that's what I'm thinking of doing but then the stuff that I've built up here I'd have to pause for six months and I don't know if I can do that like what do you have to put on pause <coughs> I mean the podcast can go wherever you are yeah but this 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 stuff like the the kayaking company that's we're, we're doing and Dunk Duncan's got the uh, the loppy fit business you know the walking bicycle business mm -hmm. but that's on pause now so I don't I don't know I don't know it's like you were saying if you're a digital nomad I could do that yeah not have a care in the world I could do that in England for six months yeah I don't think geographic boundaries have you you know roped in at all yeah 
with uh, whatever it is, the content that you uh, are bringing to the rest of the world, your, your world, you know, you've really got the world in the palm of your hands. Not living here, obviously, my mindset's changed because in the UK, you've got to work, you've got to get your salary, you've got to buy a house, you've got to get a car, you've got to have kids. <sighs> me, me, that's what my mother used to drill into me, and I, w- I would look at her and I can't think of anything worse. <laughs> I can't think of anything worse. Why would I want to do that? And as soon as I left, my mother was, oh, why, why are you doing that? Why would you want to do that? I don't want to do this. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've not had the life that your parents have had, have you? No, my life's totally different. Yeah. yeah, but my dad was an entrepreneur, so I maybe that's... I had a good role model for that. Yeah. And he also treated me very much like uh, an equal to my brothers. He never... I was I'm, never put into a gender box. Are you one of three, one of four? I'm, I'm the oldest of three. Oldest of three. And two and younger brothers. Female. Yeah. Right. But I never, ever, I was always, I uh, really always told I could do anything. I, You know, people kind of laugh at that cliche, you can do whatever you want or be whatever you want to be. But I really actually grew up with that. And, and, and every, every crazy idea I came up with, my dad always said, that's a great idea. Even though, you know, some of them were just terrible ideas. But he never, ever said, that's a bad idea. Never opposite to my mother you can't do that mm. I'm going traveling around the world you can't do that I'm going to open a kayaking business you can't do that uh. that that every and it look it, she was doing it to protect me uh-huh. but if you don't take these risks I'd have been I'd have had my mother's life yeah and then also in in terms of your being um, okay with risk you have to also be okay with failure yeah. and you have to just like say like you really value that experience and you're going to be smarter the second time around. Failed a hell of a lot. Oh yeah, of oh, course, we all did. Fail. I've yeah. probably had more fails than wins. Oh, absolutely. But you te- I've taken from those, but nobody, I'll never do that again. Yeah. So, so I'm not, like you were saying, these micro-corrections, I'm not going to do that again, I'll do this. And it's sort of, I'm, I'm getting on course now. Yeah, I think if yeah. you didn't have any failures, you wouldn't be nearly as smart as those people who yeah. came across the failures. The, these people that sail, sail through life with no failures, there isn't any, is there? I don't think it exists. Rich and kids, maybe. But then the but rich not, kids have always not, got it in the back of their head. But that, they're not taking any risks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For the That's most true. part. So. Did you see it as a risk when you came here? No, but I, but I wasn't afraid that if it didn't work out that I, I would just go back. Yeah. So I never thought it was... I know some people say, well, if I go back to my hometown... <laughs> that's, what, that's mine. That's what yeah. I was saying to you before. But if, I don't think that's really the case. I mean... You come from, a, you come from somewhere nice, though. San Francisco seems nice. Yeah, the Bay Area is nice. Um, yeah. It's expensive, but Tokyo's expensive too, so, you know, it's comfortable. But you would you would be replacing nice with nice. I'd be replacing nice uh, with complete shite. Yeah. Awful. Awful. And I'm not having a go at my hometown because people give me shit because I, I go on about it so much. It didn't work for me. 
it works for other people it didn't work for me yeah and well it's like the, when I lived up in the northwest Pacific Northwest yeah. and people said the, oh the rain's not that bad but then you know what you know what just look where they came from yeah so they came from places like Calgary which you know it's worse, it's worse oh, oh well I mean the winters are yeah. just brutal yeah or they came from upstate Michigan or yeah. they came from Kansas which has nothing but just flatness, <laughs> flatness. just cornfields yeah. and and uh, tornadoes you know I, I know that people in Kansas are not gonna like that but the point is is they came from places that were worse. yeah and, and when somewhere like that is is the better what they've had but that's your worst your worst is someone's best <laughs> exactly <laughs> Right. Where, and, and my nobody moves to Bradford. No. Nobody moves there. <laughs> Everybody leaves. I've not met somebody that's moved there. Uh, I can't explain. I can't explain it to you. Mm. I, I must say it was, it was a, the weather of Seattle with the Philadelphia. Yeah. That's 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 what it's like. And it's just not for me. It's not for me at all. But like you said, living here for t 20 years now? Mm. I mean, you, you're here now, aren't you? You're not, why would well, I you? don't think about... I don't... Yeah, I don't miss anything. Yeah, I don't. I go back and I have to drive and I think to myself, gosh, I hate this business of being tied to a car and yeah. being tied to insurance and I have to put the gas in. And even if I had a, an electric vehicle, I'd have to, like, tap into the energy grid and you know I, I'm, I'm not I think the day I sold my car was one of the best days of my when I thought I didn't have to own a car again it was fantastic and you don't need to either do you? no I don't need a car at all no. not at all is, is there not something that you miss? Mexican food but actually there, it, we're at the station now right? yeah there is a there is a Mexican really? restaurant yeah on the second floor so you've got <laughs> so it and is it decent? It's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's maybe doesn't have the full wide selection that I can find in the U.S., but it's still. It's but that good. that would be it. The first it Mex Mexican food. What else do I miss? What else do I miss? What else do I miss? Um, you know, the internet. I get all the news I want. Yeah, I yeah. get all the music I want. I yeah. get all the. I get, I, I'm not missing anything. What am I missing? I'm not missing anything. You're not missing. We're not. Well, we're not missing out on anything. I don't. And then you know, when I go back and I and I'm scared to go to sleep at night without locking the door. Right? You don't yeah. leave. Yeah. You know. We, I don't know about you, but I leave, leave my door th open quite a bit. Our house is empty all day, mm. and we leave the door open. Yeah. I don't take the key. No. We look at night. I don't even. I don't even sometimes get it locked at night. Who, who was who was that intruder that you had in your room? Oh, he was a guy who had too much to drink, and he was trying to get to the ninth floor. And he all right. <laughs> so they want a contract out on you then, no? Yeah, there was there. It was a it was a guy who just had too much to drink, and he was lost. Did he come back and apologize, or did the police cut him off? Ah, uh, he he got in he got in big trouble for that, and we you know. No we. Yeah. I. So I didn't, you know, want to 
press charges or anything like that. He was just, you know, he was just poor guy. He had too much to drink. He yeah. was lost. And the difference between here and America, somebody would have put a couple of bullets in him in America, wasn't there? And they would have had the right to do yeah. it also. That's yeah. the scary thing. You could be lost and you, or you could have Alzheimer's yeah. and accidentally wander into someone's house and you can get killed and the person who kills you has every... Every right. Every justifiable right to have crazy. done what they did. That is crazy. Well, when you go to Arizona and... Yeah. Okay, go to a family restaurant like Cracker Barrel. It's yeah. like going into, what is it like, you know, a Denny's or... Yeah, yeah. You got guys walking in with guns on their belt or you're driving down the freeway on, you know, literally on the freeway and you'll see guys with, on a motorcycle with a big pearl handle gun. I mean, <laughs> does, does that, coming from that, did it... Do you not think of it anymore? The the fact that the public have got guns. I just don't want to be in that. You know, you've got too many shootings. Uh, you know, when I was living in yes, LA, they have Colorado. shootings every night. Yeah. Every night. So no, I don't want to go back to that. And the other thing too, I love. We we have to really talk about with Japan is we don't have the drug problem. There's there isn't a there isn't a drug culture here. Yeah. They yeah. drink. Okay, yeah. they drink, but there's not a drug culture. Yeah, when you, th yeah, I, I, I left after after high school. I left and I went and lived in Germany for four years, and then I came back and heroin had gripped my uh, hometown. Uh, so I caught, I sort of missed it all, and then you got into the nineties, and it was all pills, ecstasy. And then cocaine. And then I, cocaine. I left when cocaine came. Yeah. And then I went back and all everybody's on cocaine. It's prescription drugs now, I think, yeah. in US, yeah. I think. I, yeah. I don't know. I've totally been long gone. I don't know what it is now. But again, when we were talking about positives and negatives, they've not got the drugs here, they've also not got the music. Good music doesn't co comes from taking drugs and getting <laughs> drunk. The K pop and the, and the J-pop you've got here where the drug laws are so strict it's almost, to me, it's almost Christian rock, there's no need for it you know when you see Christian rock bands well know, it you, is you need Eastern European hookers yeah. a gram of cocaine and mm. a lot of booze to make good music yeah, it's a, it's more of a manufactured kind of uh, ma talent management yeah product that is they're not in the back of a van no going up and down the country but i do see some of these young kids at the station yeah with their small groups and they've got plug in an amp and i i see it but they're not doing it like those they're grimy. not no the lyrics are all kind of yeah happy go well actually you know what the lyrics are mostly here is the it's a kind of rah-rah, gambate yeah, yeah. stuff. You know, gambaru, gambaru, do your best, do your best. It's yeah. a, it's a different message. When, when, um, when Guns N' Roses first come on the scene, because it was all that spandex and backcombed hair shit before, wasn't it? And then Guns N' Roses came on. In the, in the U, that's when the UK stood up and looked over to America. Then because they, they basically were an English band after all the. Well, I don't want to say crap, some, but all the spandex, Brits would never wear spandex and back home, they're like Bon Jovi did. 
But when yeah, Guns N' Roses came up, it was it we was were, more hardcore. Yeah, yeah. More more uh, hard driving. Well, yeah. like ACDC, for example. That's that's a real. Yeah. That's a, but that's, but they're not American, right? Well, the Brits, but they yeah. grew up in Australia. Oh, did they? Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were born in Scotland, so we claim as we claim them as Brits. Uh huh. And then the the families moved to Australia and they grew up in Australia. But Guns N' Roses, Slash was born in England, so we're, we we uh, claim him. We claim him. He's a Brit. Yeah, but you know where you can get that hard driving music here if you discovered the Suguru sham, Shamisen from Aomori right. up north. Yeah, yeah. There's three styles of Shamisen, right? There's the Okinawa one yeah. that sounds cool and you can dance to. Then you have the traditional one that's played with Kabuki, yeah. right? That's not good. Yeah. Then up north, they've got a longer neck. Um, more hard driving, bam, 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 bam. You know that, yeah, yeah. Right? But is that played in a rock style? Then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The there, ha- there, there are there are groups that have taken it into a whole new level of of know. contemporary style of yeah, not happy go lucky. See that's that, unicorns and rainbows kind of thing. No, that's the thing I've missed on the lockdown is the gigs. Can't go to any gigs. Yeah, and I do and. You, you've been to gigs here and been to gigs in America completely different. Well, yeah, because you sit in total silence and then clap politely yeah. at the end. And but even looking to the left or the right and you see a salaryman with his shirt and tie on that's finished work early just to watch it. Even a, a band from the West. Whereas in the UK, everybody's getting completely drunk. Yeah. yeah, no, well, it's totally different here. Yeah, it's totally, you know, and that's a really, Japan is really, really unique because it, throughout its history, has never been occupied or invaded. Well, the United States occupied yeah. it after the war, but it has never been, I don't know if invasion is the right word to use, but it's never been taken over, taken over yeah. by another culture yeah. where where all of all of the countries in Asia have yeah. whether it's the Netherlands or the French or the Brits or what it's all yeah. the Spanish the Portuguese yeah. it's all but Japan is I think the only place These in Asia are, I think Thailand nobody Thailand got, never nobody got, nobody into, got Thailand. into Thailand well, I think that's it really I think that's it but there were complete savages here weren't there in yeah. what what year are you talking that? But, but it, uh, the when? 1600s, 1700s. You don't know, it was a very, very uh, Kibishi strict society that was totally ruled from the top down yeah, yeah. and very anything. class, yeah, yeah. very class structured and you had the elite samurai class and then you had your farmers and then you had your merchants and then you had the outcasts i've just watched that age of samurai on netflix i don't think i would call it savage though but they they would just massacre men women and children just to send a message well we do that now yeah yeah, i know we do that with drones but they were doing it (laughs) hand to hand which takes some doing well, you want that, that would probably frighten people off from invading it. That's what I'm saying is people would come and go, oh, no, I'm going nowhere near that. Leave them to it. That's probably why they kept them at bay. 
Well, the Mongols tried a couple of times, the, 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 but were unsuccessful. Yeah, the Vikings just came into the UK. They attacked all the monasteries on the coast. The rest of the country went, Jesus, look what they're doing to people of God, and just went, do what you want. That's there what... was an unruly group yeah. around the year 900 that yeah. made its way north or south for... <laughs> Yeah, but I, I think that's not representative of the entire Nordic culture. The Viking were very community oriented and they were very organized and structured too. So I think there's just, yeah, they were an unruly group of pirates. When did your family make the move over to America? So that happened and I'm really fortunate to have really good records all the yeah. way. You know why? Because of the Catholic Church. Yeah. Um, the Catholic Church is good for keeping records of deaths, births, and marriages. And marriages. And so, um, on both sides, we can go all the way back to like after the Reformation, you know, yeah. 1600s. Really? Well, 1550 was Reformation. I think the first records on my on my mom's side uh, goes back to 1600s. Yeah. What? Uh, Stavanger. Which is well, Norway. Or, Ordal, Norway. Yeah, yeah. The, those particular records go all the way back. But then we've got Irish records that go prior to their um, coming over, mm. and we also have the German records too. So you know, it's, um, it's records. So, so they came over just because they were part of a class of. Uh, they were trying to just seek a better life. Yeah. They they were. It, each of them had their own stories, but they were trying to better their life and they were pretty much poor farmers except for the German side of my dad's side they were merchants right they were entrepreneurs not hugely successful but my uh, Irish side and my uh, Norwegian side they were very 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 poor farmers mm. yeah but see this is this is the thing at least your family made a push for it mine yeah. came from Ireland and just stayed in England but maybe maybe it was better in England than Ireland, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's why that's so why they made the move. That's a kind of my same point is that people who stay in in those yeah. rainy areas, they came from places that the weather was even worse. It was my great grandfather on, on my dad's side that made the move, and then his my granddad, my dad stayed put. And me and my great I've never met him, me and my great grandfather have got this link where we've just got off office and got out. And got out and they were all yeah, they were all I took my dad back to his great grandfather's village in twenty sixteen and we found the family grave. That was a good trip, that actually. I enjoyed going round the Republic of Ireland. We went all round beautiful place. But yeah, they're all Irish. All of them. All of them. Yeah. Well, like you say, how bad must it have been there? Yeah, right, there? right. I mean, I actually went and stood on the doorstep of the house that was in Norway that had 12 kids inside. Yeah. And they they were so poor. They were, they were basically, um, they didn't own their own land. Yeah. They were workers of another farm yeah. uh, owner. And they were just treated, you know, they had one day off a week and they worked from sun up to sundown and the In Norway. Yeah, and the that, weather the wind coming oh off the North Sea. Yeah, there's there's no hiding from it. There's no hiding from it. I've taken a boat across there to uh, Gothenburg and we stopped in Christiansen. 
Yeah. So we sort of Christians in the south too. That's yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah. So nice it's there. Angus up here, isn't it? Yeah. And then you sort of coming in the the, the bay west coast here. is hardcore. But that crossing, Jesus, and now we're on a a ferry. Yeah. So getting across there on those Viking longboats. Yeah, God. and there were some Viking mound burials yeah. in in sight from where the hillside from where they were on a hillside. Yeah. They weren't. They were on. They were on a hillside, living on a hillside. It was just battering them. I'm but sure it was horrible. I, I visited in the summer, so I really can't even imagine what winter was like there. Can you imagine? Yeah. Oh. It'd be awful. It'd oh. be awful, and there's, there'd be no getting away from it. But these these people that made that journey—that's the yeah. only, that's the only ones that I'm interested in in my side of the family. The ones oh. that made the journey, uh-huh. and nobody else has made that journey until I did it. And and even all of my cousins, there were thirteen of us. There's only eleven now. None of them have left. Are you the only one? Are your two brothers still in America? Yeah, I'm the only one to have left. Why did they not want to leave? Oh. They just don't have any any have desire, them. not even any desire to travel outside of the U.S. No. But I can understand it in the U.S. You've got everything. In the U.S., you've you've got the beaches, you've got the mountains, you've got the skiing, you've got the deserts. Desert, yeah, everything. You've got everything that you yeah. can get anywhere around the world in one country. Yeah, we just don't. Well, you, we, don't, we there is a sort of jungle but it's not necessarily like hot human jungle it's rainforest it, up, up in the Seattle uh, really? in the northwest yeah there's rainforest but we don't have jungle what about the mangroves in Florida is that oh, I guess that would be pretty close maybe yeah yeah I guess. but I see what you mean with the jungle and that's something that you get in Chiang Mai it's yeah. all jungle on those uh, on those mm. mountains right but yeah you've, you've got it all there in America but it's just I don't fancy it. I don't want to take the kids there just yet. Maybe when they're a little older. Oh, there are some places you must see, like yeah. the Grand Canyon. Yeah. That's a must see. And I'd like to go to Joshua Tree. Oh, Joshua Tree's okay. It's not. It's you're going to be disappointed. Really? Why do you want to go there? That U2 album in 1984, Remember the Joshua Tree, the U2 album. Yeah, but. Okay, so it's near Palm Springs, right? I want, I want to take the um, DMT in Joshua Tree. Apparently that's the place to take the psychedelics. Well, but there's peyote, there's tons of psychedelics that the but, Native uh, Americans have been taking in, the de- in that region. Yeah, you can. Go for it. That's where Jim Morrison and the Doors used to go to take uh, it. I just think you'll be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. It's outside of Palm Springs, and that that is a really unique tree. It's the only place in the world I think that it exists. Yeah, yeah. And um, but it's nothing to really look at. No, drive through it. And now they've wrecked the um, scenery with uh, wind wind turbines. Oh, so there's. Yeah, so it's not. It doesn't feel. I was disappointed. I mean, I'm happy that there's experimentation of sustainable energy yeah, yeah. but I was disappointed to see the scenery kind of wrecked by that yeah, yeah so I'm, I don't know I've, I've been to the mainland, my wife has not the kids haven't been to America at all yet uh, my wife's just been to Hawaii but that's a different kettle of fish that's not, that's not, <laughs> it's not even, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know there's um, 
Yosemite, Tahoe. I'm, I'm more familiar with West Coast things, you know, so. Yeah, I've not been to the East Coast. I've only been to the West Coast. Mm. The first state I went into was Montana. Montana is really Montana's great. Beautiful. Yeah, big, I mean, yeah, give me give me that big sky country yeah, yeah, and yeah. whitefish. Do you know whitefish? Did you go to white? I mean, there's just, there's some parts of Montana that are fantastic. I came over the border from Alberta, straight into a town called Sweetgrass. Oh. And you just think that's the first thing. And then Montana down into Idaho. Yep. And, uh, Northern Idaho, like Coeur d'Alene. Yeah. That's well, I drove all the way through it's beautiful. Idaho. And then into Utah. Clips, Utah's cool. Clips the northeastern corner, northwestern corner of that's Arizona. The, that's the Navajo Reservation yeah. down there. Yeah, and then that's Nevada. I was just down there just about a year ago. Stopped in, stopped in Vegas for the night. Drove on to Los Angeles. Uh -huh. and yeah, just itched it. That's a great road trip. Itched it all the way. Loved it, loved it, and it was my first major trip. And then I had to go back because I ran out of money. Shouldn't have gone back. Shouldn't have gone back. Yeah, but you got to see Sedona one time too. What's Sedona? The Red Rock. The Red Rock. That's of where you two played, didn't they? There's a there's a music venue there. It's a natural amphitheater. Maybe I don't yeah. know. Red Rocks. I passed it at night because I was like, oh, that's Red Rocks where you two played. Unforgettable Fire. Well, I mean, Red, it, it has Red Rocks. I don't know yeah. if there's. there's no, Coldplay yeah. played there recently. Maybe in the last ten years. It is. It's definitely a venue. Hmm. Definitely a venue. Yeah, you'd see all these things going past that I'd only seen on TV, and maybe because I was twenty, I was like, I can't believe I'm here. I can't believe I'm in America. I mean, Grandma always said she'd take me to America, huh. but to get a flight to America, it was the price of a house in oh, the seventies. All right. To get there. Yeah. So you just had to watch it on TV, thinking you would never get there, and it was always a thing that was just out of reach. And when I got there. I couldn't believe it. Mm. It was like I'd done something that nobody else had ever done in my family. Mm -hmm. And you can get there for £500 now. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm not, I'm not against, uh, you know, moving back to the United States. And, but, I'm, but I'm definitely not missing anything. Yeah. yeah. I think we'll both be here for a very long time. <laughs> I, I know I will. I know I will definitely. Because the kids are settled. We were, I took three years off and I went to Spain. And when I first met you was when I returned from Spain. And I mean, what, we'd already had a kid here. And then we moved to Spain with Sophia. And then Jean was born in Spain. Um, and then Spain became difficult. And then I just... The economy was difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. And then I said, shall we go back? And she was yes! before I'd even got the sentence out of my mouth <laughs> yes so we came back and it's just gone from it's just gone great now it's like you say it's just been on a, a gentle incline there's been no dips and I hate saying it because I know there's going to be a dip yeah but it's just gone on an upward upward spiral up, up to it's getting better every year yeah I think this is a very easy place to live and I think it either sucks you in or sucks you out and those people that it spits out yeah. those people get spit out no matter where they go to you know I mean the next place they move to they're not gonna find yeah. happiness yeah. there's just a there's a different you know what I'm talking yeah. about there's those people who complain but the complain that they stay here 
practice them as well, isn't there? Well, some of them complain and stay because they've married and have kids yeah. and they can't, they can't, can't they don't, their, their options, yeah. well, they see it as they don't have options. And, or the wife doesn't want to leave and there's a lot of that. Yeah. The wife doesn't want to leave and the, the guy has to make the make You've the just got to make the most of it, haven't you? Which the wife doesn't want to leave. Yeah, I, I don't want to, wouldn't want to be in those same shoes, but um, I've just never felt that way. Yeah. So uh, for me, I, there's nothing that, you know, really, what is it that, that really bugs me is just the humidity in the summer. Yeah. I don't like the humidity, but some people... It's, I thrive on it. Yeah, see, I know, I a lot of people don't care about it. I don't like it. the winter. Uh, I don't like the winter here. But then it's still better than the winter in the UK because uh -huh. there's not as much for it. It's dry. At least you've got blue sky. Yeah, I love. I just love the winters yeah. here. Yeah, at least you've got the blue sky. And what else? What else? What else do I, you know, what else that bugs me about this country? Is there anything else that bugs me? Um, the tiny. Sometimes the. Uh, tiny spaces. You know, everything's everything's. Everything's small. When, when you first moved here, what, where were you living? In Tamachi, but yeah. what were you living in? A mansion. Right. You okay. know, which we have to tell everyone that doesn't mean a big house. Yeah, that yeah, means yeah, yeah. means an apartment. That they use that word for apartment. Then it was um, it was a nice building. It wasn't big. Had a good view. Was new. It was one of those offices on the bottom and the first the, the top four floors yeah. were residences it was a nice building see I've never lived anywhere like that I always I was in a, a gaijin house and then I moved to a, my own place which was 12 square meters mm. it was you walked in there was the bed so there, tiny. kitchen there and you walk around the corner and there's your bathroom 12 square meters tiny and then moved to Spain come back with two kids so it's going to be the beach and we've got a two bedroom house now which is still small and we're going to have to move out in the next couple of years but it's the biggest place I've lived in and we're not really in it all the time because this there's the beach so we're at the beach or we're in the mountains so yeah. we're only there for sleeping and eating really I don't mind the small space for living I'm talking yeah. about when you go to a restaurant and you're sitting on a small stool and the that, I didn't, that's here. Yeah. When well, you've got a Chigasaki, you've got more oh, elbow room. You've got, you've there, got elbow room, yeah. I, I would say that that's just in Tokyo. Yeah. Yeah, I've noticed. Even coming in today, this is the first time I've been in Tokyo since well before Christmas. Uh huh. And I was only in Shinagawa, but even then, there's a bit. Oof. But I'm, after, after I finish here, I, I think I'm, I'm going to blow off this next podcast and just go straight out to Miami. I'll do it in the morning. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I just miss the elbow room maybe is what I miss. Yeah. But it's not enough that it makes me feel cranky or no. it doesn't put me in a bad mood or I don't, nothing like that. But you seem to be quite positive. It pisses a lot of people off that there's no room, doesn't it? So you, you, I've seen people get, I've seen foreigners get angry. Yeah, maybe maybe what I've seen is that. Do you need to use a train anymore? Yeah, and no, I no, I don't use a train anymore. That, that helps. So now the morning morning commutes, after, afternoon and evening commutes are not so bad, but the morning commutes could be can be pretty hellacious, right? But you don't. Have to not do anymore. It, do you? But I don't do it. I don't yeah. do it. But I, 
I have had to be somewhere in the morning and had to well, we, we both and I thought and I thought to myself how can people do this for a lifetime yeah. do 40 that's 50 years pretty that. that's pretty intense when you're getting pushed on that train and there's no way and then you feel the breath come out of your body yeah and somebody else gets pushed on yeah it's that that that's pretty bad but yeah. since I've never had to do it every day yeah. um, it's totally manageable but if I had to do a commute every day like that or or have the train so crowded that you have to stand you can't get a seat yeah. like if you've got on the chua line you know and then if there is a suicide yeah. which happens quite often uh, during rush hour yeah during rush hour you are stuck in the train for an hour cu couple of hours yeah. sometimes yeah. that's bad yeah. so I'm not saying it's all roses but in comparison there's a whole lot more upside and positive here. Yeah. yeah. That's like I was saying before. I commute by bicycle now, and it's just it just changes your day. It completely changes. Even if you're getting wet through and you're cold, you dry off. You're awake, and you've not had to deal with other people. Even going for the train. Am I going to get a seat? Am I going to get a seat? I've got to get there quicker. I'll get a seat. And that is getting the anxiety up. But we do move fast in this city, right? My dad, he noticed it when he came yeah. here. He says, where's everybody rushing to? Where, why is everybody moving so fast? Yeah. Well, that's just the way we move here. And, but, but it's orderly. Yeah. It's no cutting in line. You don't see it. Nobody bumps into you. Yeah, you don't see any fights, really. No. It's no. very rare that you no. see fights. And if there is a fight, um, you don't have to worry about the police coming and choking someone out or shooting at them. You know, they, they're the kindest, kindest, and if you're really, really unruly, they'll wrap you up in a blanket. Yeah. Have you seen that? No. They'll wrap you up in a, in a, a blanket, <laughs> carry you off. <laughs> but even if you're blind drunk, they'll help you out. Yeah, they? they'll help you out. Yeah, yeah. In the United States, you're really, really scared to make a police officer angry. Eighty pound fine, and you're in the drunk tank for the night. And if you're unruly as they arrest you, you go into court on Monday morning. But here, come on, lad, let's get you off. Yeah. yeah. See, and that's another thing I love about you're not going to get shot here. No. You're not going to unless you unless. No, because they are, the police all study martial arts, so they know they don't have to get to that point. They're all black belts yeah, in judo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think we've I think we've sold everybody on, <laughs> on this place. Well, I think if I uh, do, you know any? What are the things that people dislike that you know, when you talk to foreigners who are here? What do they yeah. complain about? Yeah, most, most of the people that they complain about is they just want to, they just want to get away, but they can't. And it's mostly people that do a lot of drinking and they've got to a certain age and they've not kicked on in life where they should be and they're blaming it on other people rather than themselves. I knew where I were going, I, I took a step back about 15 years ago, I knew where I was going wrong in life and I just stopped doing it. Mm. And that, and I, Because I knew if I didn't do it, looking at the people who were 50 now that I knew back then when I was 35, I don't want to do it, I don't want to be that don't want to be that so I stopped doing what they were doing at 50 and it's just I've steered the ship away I've, my, my circle of friends is fucking zero uh -huh. because when I when I stopped drinking people didn't want to hang about with me anymore because then 
I wasn't I was the fuck up and people when I wasn't the fuck up anymore they were on them so they didn't want to hang about with me anymore when I started doing well in the people just didn't want to hang about with me anymore I lost more friends doing that than anything I ever did when I was drinking and it's amazing it's amazing that good friends just don't want to deal with you anymore which I don't care yeah if, well if it doesn't bother you then, yeah. then it really doesn't it's non-issue but the, the pe- if, you, if you think you've, you've a fist and you're if you clench your fist you're in the middle of that fist the people that are the fist mm-hmm. they should be the people that are bringing all the good and I had a lot of souls in that fist and I just got rid of them I just got rid of them and then you've got my wife my kids and my dad and that's it really and those people and people oh you're a miserable bastard you've got no friends don't need them your life's better now yeah I totally feel like you do I the social aspect of um, having to have a I've, 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 I'm, I'm, I have plenty yeah too many things going on yeah that having a social life would take away from what I want to do yeah I mean this this is the first time I've had, apart from with Duncan this is the first time I've had a proper sit down conversation with someone for a very long time face to face and it's nice I forgot how good it was because me and Duncan just shoot the shit on the podcast but to learn something new from you about what you've told me about what you're doing now and how you got here well yeah maybe I'm not as much of a miserable bastard as I thought <laughs> do you know what I mean I think you just make up or you are definitely as fulfilled as you choose to be but I, I, it's a choice I, I am fulfilled as yeah, what that's I want what I mean. to be it's but I know that I could be more I'm, well I, that just gives you more reason to keep experimenting and and, and trying other things it's, my, my auntie was it's not like you have a void well my, my auntie said to me why are you doing all these things Darren you've got your family you go on holidays you've got a nice place in Japan you've got it all you don't need to do anything what what I can't I don't even want to have this conversation because I know I've got something else to do but people just get to that point and think right we're done we're done and you're only you're only 50 and even now you've what with 2021 at 50 you, you've really got another good 30 years in front of you and that's a third of what you've just had really nearly yeah. I don't know I don't know I think the one thing though is some people do feel like they need social that's why we see clubhouse so popular now yeah. and it's even popular here in Japan but it's only for iPhone it's not on yeah. Android yet no it's not on Android yet but there's I think for Japan don't you see most people are are you an iPhone no, Are you an Android? Android. Yeah, uh, that's. Have you kind jumped of, on it? I'm. I'm not so interested. I don't want. Oh, I don't want to. I don't feel like I need to hang out with a bunch of people and online. have my. Yeah, and have my. I don't want to put. Yeah. If if you're hanging out on Clubhouse and and throwing everything out on Instagram and Facebook, it's just that. Look at me and those people <laughs> that seem to be posting it the most are the ones that are, are the most miserable look how great my life is really is it well they've already done studies um, yeah. that pretty much prove that the people who are putting themselves out there on Facebook with the perfect life are 
ones that are maybe the most unhappy. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not an expert in that. But I, d I will put stuff out of me cycling. When it's summer, I'll be sweating. Me and the kids going kayaking, but not everybody look at me. Yeah. Like the selfies, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll do. I'll film some when I'm on my bike, but I will not. <laughs> all that business, really. Come on, and taking photos of your food. It's, it is. It is terrible. And I do have a, a interesting app though that is just a neighborhood app that people upload. Like I found a new place to go, or yeah. this is a this is a you know great great selection of if it's a farmers market or you know just any, that kind of thing. Any That's advice? Good. Any advice with that? Yeah, I like that. That's uh, useful. Useful that, information. That, that's a given. But to live on Instagram, and fa especially Facebook, really, why is, any, why is every, anybody still on Facebook? You know? I'm, I'm starting to be negative and I don't like being negative. <laughs> and I'm talking about other people and that's, that's got nothing to do with me. I've still got to catch myself every now and again. Getting pissed off about people that I don't really know. It's a waste of time. It's maybe, a waste of time. Maybe they're bored. Yeah. I think yeah. maybe they don't have anything else going on. I don't know. I just got to stick in my lane, and, and every, everything that's here, I don't need to worry about. It's just here. It, it is kind of a waste of time. It is. Once in a while, to catch up with your family is good. It's good for us because we're yeah. not living in yeah. you know in a place where we can see them all the time. But for paying attention, what people are doing on a day-to-day -day basis is kind of a waste of time. Comparison is a thief of joy. That's what yeah. I always stick by. If I'm looking at somebody else going, why out, why out of there? That's making me feel, so I just don't bother. I just don't bother. And I know there's people um, looking at my profile uh -huh. and they're getting pissed off because I look like I'm enjoying myself. But I am enjoying myself. And I do, you do have some shit days. Everybody has shit days, don't they? Terrible days. But if I do the exercise, I keep doing the exercises, it keeps the sad head voice away, and I keep myself busy, that's good enough for me. Yeah. And it is, that that, that, that works for me. And if having zero friends and just keeping in my lane makes other people think, oh, you're a miserable bastard, don't bother me. I don't think when you start caring what other people think, it, that's, that's your first wrong step. Yeah. Everybody, a lot of my friends in the UK are just wanting to get this coronavirus out of the way so they just can just go to the pub and get drunk with their friends. But lots of people have died. Why would you want to go back to what you were doing before? <laughs> Is it me? Am I being a miserable bastard? I remember. No, but there's not that kind of uh, pub culture here. So, yeah. And we didn't really have it that much in the United States. Too. You, you have a lot of that in, in the yeah. UK. Is it mostly guys that are going to the pub, no, or is it it's mix? It's especially in the eighties and the nineties, women got out more uh -huh. now. So women, women have got themselves up. Women will drink as much as men, uh -huh. and they've got a good constitution for it now. So they will, especially in the nineties, they were called ladettes. So they were just matching and doing everything that men were doing, yeah. sleeping around, drinking, smoking. They were in bands. So they got to, well, they still are now, and they're doing what men do. 
Yeah. The, which were great in the nineties because I'll, I'll drink pints. If you don't buy me a half, I'll drink pints. But they're still doing it. They're still doing it, which is good. Well, that, it was really great to see you. You as well. Thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedule. Yeah, you're very welcome. It was really enjoyable. I think we, um, at least for me, I, it's very rare to have these one-on-one, face-to-face conversations. It's doing, really nice. I want to start doing more of it now because the, these people around that I want to talk to more. I mean, I knew you, but I didn't know you. You know, and I know a bit more about you now, and that's nice to know. Um, and you know, you're more similar than I thought. <laughs> we're both very miserable bastards to the outside world, but we're just in our in our own lane, aren't we? Yeah, my lanes are pretty defined, and yeah. and I'm happy with them. And I am, and I am. I don't need to. I'm. I don't need I to d- change a lane. I don't need people to tell me. Yeah, and that's that. That's that and that's that. Yeah. It's a good way to end it. Yeah. Thank you very much for your time. You're very welcome.